0: Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. Talk Radio. wa monga ndiwe wa nchito you better find something in your way. monga ndiwe wa nchito you better find something in your way. mako monga ndiwe wa nchito kusunga we know konde ko chabe pamona dzabutsunga kusunga know ndi konde ko chabe pamona
1: There uh, are nothing. Dr. Kajira, welcome. thank you, my friend. You did well. I was uh, supposed to be (laughs) announcing. Oh, please stay, but I was on mute. Uh, Because we are going to need uh, a lot of help, uh, Dr. Kajira, convincing Uh, our um, community, or shouldn't we not? We shouldn't do it uh, to take this vaccine. Is it a good thing that our people should take this vaccine? Oh, I'm not sure the word "ignorant" is a is a good way to use. But we need some more education, Dr. Kajir. We are going to need some more uh, education. Um, no, you know,
2: you know, I'll give I'll give my input. But uh, obviously, there's a lot of gray zones here and there. But uh, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: maybe noah can try also to convince us a little bit <laughs> yeah we, we we are going actually that is one of the the questions um the normal flu vaccine dr Kajira i don't take it even the normal one uh the the season one uh because I took it yeah. once uh, twice actually in America when I was in America. And on yeah. both occasions I was very, very, very sick when when I took it. And for ten <laughs> years now I've never taken a flu shot. Very rare have I got uh, I I get here and there flu uh but yeah. not the malaria type you, you know the malaria type of flu, Doctor we are talking about where yeah. it knocks you down. Yeah, yeah I d I, yeah, I don't get that, that one anymore.
2: That's the true influenza. The, the others are common cold, you know. But the bad one, yeah, where you feel yeah, like you yeah, have yeah. malaria, that's influenza.
4: Yes. Incidentally, yes, yes.
2: Roger, actually, mm. I, funny. You might find this funny, but I also experienced exactly the same thing that you did. I got one of these flu shots. I was so sick. I'd never been that sick before. And so I yes. told myself, I know it's recommended to do this. I'm a healthcare worker, but I'm just going to avoid it and see. So the next season came. I didn't take it, but I was washing my hands, wear, wearing masks, and I got nothing up to today. So I don't, this is a disclaimer, I don't take the flu shot. I just use precaution, washing hands regularly, right?
3: Right. Uh, wearing yeah. masks. When I
2: need to. And that has uh, kept me uh, pretty safe. So, so I think uh, I'm not one who's going to stand here and say, hey, anything that comes through, get it, get it. No, I think we have to use our brains and uh, yeah. use our own individual experience and make informed decisions about why we will do it and why we will not.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, on two occasions, I but, had that. That was.
2: But again, uh, that, but again uh-huh. Roger. But again, Roger. You and I are healthy adults, um, probably with little or no comorbidities, so it's easy for you and me to talk like that. But when you have right, right. the uh, right, COPD, right. yeah. diabetes, and chronically ill, uh, it would be a different ballgame.
1: And those are some of the questions that I actually I would like you to uh, to, to help us uh, when we come to uh, uh, that that part uh, where some of us who have got uh, uh, these known allergies to ourselves, wh- what is going to be uh, the the the, rem- the remedy? Uh, says either we want to uh, to take it or I hear an airline in um, uh, in England. Uh, they are saying they only permit people uh, who are vaccinated uh, in their plane. So uh, we are going to explain to us uh, these allergy issues, uh, what uh, one or two. But let's look at other um, uh, items making news uh, in the in the in the world. Brother Brother Warren, how's going? I'm, I'm doing great here in New Orleans. I'm
5: doing great. Uh, good, good.
1: New Orleans
6: is uh, is good.
1: Uh, brother Noah in uh, Indiana, how are you?
6: Ah, uh, Indiana is good. Just cloudy and getting cold, but we are okay.
1: Okay, all right. Okay, so that uh, on the either bottom of the hour, somewhere there, we're going to look at uh, this issue of uh, uh, vaccination. Those who can take it, how can we encourage them? Unless you have non allergies, but we don't want a blanket. Uh, oh, we are scared. We can't do this. There are all sorts of conspiracies out there. Uh, this is a way of eliminating black people on the earth. Or uh, there, there, is <laughs> there is, there is out there. Um, why don't we take the first uh, point here? There's a story in um, in China, Nathan. I I was mm-hmm. reading uh, uh, last night. So in China they have these big huge farms uh, for pigs, uh, uh, pork. Uh, it is high scraper, high uh, high rises there. They build them like they are flats. And uh, mm. because of yeah, because of COVID, they, they've been. Um, uh, the, the guys have made actually a lot of money because uh, the, the farmers in China have made a lot of money because they are not bringing any imports uh, because of uh, uh, COVID. But my interest was in this other part of the country, Muan, Muan. Uh, there's a controversy there. A company wanted to build 55 pig farms uh, over a wow. 1,000 hectare of, <laughs> of land. Uh, now there was a fierce, fierce battle. Uh, between uh, the people. My mind took me to, if China is fighting over a 1,000 hectare of land today, the question is, what is going to happen, Brother Warren, uh, uh, Dr. Kajira, in 50 years' time, if they are fighting over a land? And we who have the land, are we ready uh, in in Zambia. Actually, my question is two parts. Are we ready to protect our our land, or what are we doing? Because if they are fighting over a thousand today and nothing in 50 years' time, it is going to be total war um, over there. Your thoughts, anyone, right? or anyone's thoughts on this issue? And then you have our governments uh, who takes three years to just complete a title deed of a pro, uh, uh, of a piece of land, which doesn't make any sense.
2: Um, I'm, of the view, I'm of the view that uh, countries like Zambia need to start changing the law surrounding ownership of land, especially when it comes to foreigners, because the sooner we do that, the, the better, because then we can protect the land for our future, uh, for, for our children and children's children, because... What's happening in Zambia is um, Zambians are selling their land to the Chinese and to others. And these guys have uh, money they can buy. So uh, the case that you just shared with us is a case in point that uh, the population in China is so big that these guys are running out of uh, space. And obviously the target, I think this is common knowledge, is Africa where the exactly. bad uh, areas of land are unoccupied. And, and the problem is our, our politicians are myopic. They're very, very short-sighted. They, right now they're saying, ah, there's land everywhere. We have so much land. There's enough for everyone. And, uh, but, exactly. but they don't realize that slowly but surely this land will be taken over one by one, one piece uh-huh. at a time. And when we wake up, too late. Sold all the land, so uh, oh. I think we need to start thinking long term, and uh, we need to start protecting that land, even if it's uh, uh, Seeking docile. Uh, you don't have to use the land; uh, every piece right there. Some you leave it for no. twenty years, thirty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's my contribution.
1: I like I, I like that. with use the sooner myopic wake up. Uh, but Warren, you wanted to say something.
5: Well, I, I want to uh, say that, <clears throat> uh, uh, you know, regardless of what we think of him, I think what Fidel Castro and his regime has done for Cuba, uh, they've sustained the uh, embargo from the most powerful nation in the world, but yet their population seems to be self-sufficient, uh, competitive, competent, they have a very robust medical uh, community. Uh, they're in innovation and in pharmaceuticals. And I think these governments in these African countries uh, don't really love their countries. They don't really love their people. They don't really share in the historical journey of their people. They're just like free agents on a market waiting to be bought off. And until we have leaders in these countries that have a concern for the people that they're a part of, whose languages they speak, and that their land should belong to them before anyone, we uh, are going to continue to have selling off of pieces of Africa. Uh, a lot of politicians, in a general sense, uh, even in the United States, are basically uh, sophisticated prostitutes, where they sell their they sell themselves to special interest groups, lobby groups, for access to their wealth. So uh, whether it's an American politician, or whatever, and this, and this is why I think Cuba and, he, and even Hugo Chavez in Venezuela, they have literally uplifted. The bottom rung of their societies. That's why the people, the people in these places, never wanted to really get rid of them. And the and the people that was mostly always upset with them were the ones who were the the, uh, the privileged class who disproportionately owned the wealth. And well, we have to look at how to bring up the populations from the bottom. Literacy, healthcare, food. And in the case of Africa, more so, which even Cuba lacked on farmers and food production. Even Cuba admitted that some years ago that they were, they were, they were negligent on emphasizing food production and farmers. And I think that this is this is very important, fundamental for these societies to move into. we on, We might as well say we're almost going into the the 22nd century. <laughs> Now, we were Mm. were planning for the 22nd century. And so, uh, yes, the Chinese uh, are looking to repopulate. Let me say this in quiet. If you notice, if you look at in the South Pacific, there's an island called New Guinea. And the eastern half of the island is called Papua New Guinea. It's an independent. The western half is controlled by Indonesia. Now, the people of Papua New Guinea are what you call Melanesian. They're black people. They're the indigenous black people that have been there for 40,000, 50,000 years. The Indonesian government are the yellow people, like the Chinese. You know what the Indonesians are doing with the western half of New Guinea? First of all, they have made it a province they call Irian Jaya. The people call it West Papua. And they have this policy of transmigration. The major island of Indonesian, Java, if I'm not mistaken, is overcrowded. So they want to depopulate the the Western Island of New Guinea of the black people and replant it with the yellow people. The people have been exterminated as we speak. So we talk about mm-hmm. white supremacy. We we need to look at yellow supremacy.
7: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That, that is very true, actually. Uh, if you see the amount of racism which goes on uh, in East Asia, India, against black people, it's nowhere close uh, what we go through uh, in, in North America. It, 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 is, uh, it is quite
5: uh, <clears throat> quite bad. But you, um, know, but, you know, in North America, let me say this, you know, in North America, we have this uh, – we have we have rhetoric. It's called freedom, liberty, justice, equality, constitution, equal rights. But you see, in that part of the world, where you have the yellow people, the Asian people, and their relationship with those, even those black people in those those islands in the South Pacific, they've been there for thousands of years. And a lot of the uh, a lot of the yellow people, the more Chinese-looking people, have actually. Exterminated a lot of those black populations. See, so you don't have that yeah. kind of language over there. They don't have the language of of uh, liberty, equality. So it's, it's worse. It's worse over there in a yeah. the sense. Yeah. They're just outright yeah. killing them and exterminating them to re- put, to take over the, the places where they live. And if Africa doesn't watch itself, that's what you're facing with the Chinese. The Chinese does yeah. not have yeah. a history. Of, of that Chinese does not have a history of colonizing you or putting you in Jim Crow, so they don't they don't know anything about when you start protesting against them. They don't understand that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we have actually in in India, there are blacks uh, in India as well, uh, mm-hmm. very very marginalized there. In uh, in the Philippines,
6: FD. we have FD. a lot of uh,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. In Philippines, uh, the, the same. Uh, this, it was unfortunate, Nathan, last week I wasn't yeah. on the show, because I was ready um, to just say, guys, what are we doing? Say, for instance, our own black people mm. in Brazil. Uh, you know,
8: <laughs>
1: Do we even know what is going on in India? Because Brazil, for everyone who knows, has the second largest number of black people. After Africa, the continent of Africa, the next number is yeah. in Brazil.
4: Yeah.
1: How yeah. is our people being treated? But that is the, besides the um, <laughs> the topic today. We were talking about the land. Mm-hmm. When China is done with its land in China, their eyes are straight on 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 on, on, on Africa, especially Sub-Saharan, mm-hmm. because uh, Sahara mm-hmm. is a desert. They don't want that. Suba. Uh, Somehow, Dr. Kajira here said, "Let's uh, learn let even to keep the land. Even if we are not using it now, we just we just hold it." What does it say to the diaspora listening today? Call your chief. Call your chief, uh, Dr. Kajira, I'm, I'm I'm having a small bakery in our in our yeah. village there in I don't know if I should do review my plan here, but I intend to send yeah. a bread to the chiefs every. Every day, twice a week, I will be sending bread. Uh, so when I need land, uh, there will be no, there will be no problem. Um, so are you bribing them? No, I didn't say that, Doctor Gajer. Okay. You're just supporting them. <laughs>
4: I'm
1: just, I'm just <laughs> so i just, i just trying to make sure that my children <laughs> have breakfast every morning.
4: Okay, that's <laughs> Okay, I hear you. I hear you.
1: <laughs> That's the point we are all making here, uh, wherever you come from, our chiefs today—they are still giving the land for free. Uh, just uh, a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of uh, coins here and there. You have—I just got—is mm. it eight mm. hectares uh, in Chongwe area there from from uh, a chief? Uh, Warren, you won't believe it, eight hectares only cost me about uh, $4,000, and I just finished co- uh, uh, pay, uh, paying it. So while this is cheap, especially now that our quarter is in trouble, guys uh, listening online, those are here, let's go full out. Don't go for the Lusaka land. That one is expensive. Uh, ar- around our country, uh, we have the, we, we have the information, gentlemen, China is heading to Africa to get land, so don't sit here uh, in um, a diaspora and and uh, you know see things uh, happen.
7: Uh, Brother Patrick, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, everyone. Good, yeah,
1: good uh, good uh, uh, to to have you, Uncle Chisewe in Pennsylvania. How are you?
9: I'm doing good, uh, Roger. Great uh, great discussion. I'm listening, so I'm doing good. Thank you.
1: Okay. Uh, Washington, D.C. Was it Washington or Maryland or is it in Virginia? Uh, Dr. Kasson, how are you, sir?
9: I'm fine, sir. Good morning. How are you today?
1: Oh, we are are doing good. We are doing good. In Florida, uh, brother... Uh, Charlie, Brother Alan Charlie, how are you?
4: It's a miserable day in Florida. We are in the
1: uh, 50s, 50s. It
4: is not a very good day. Uh, when you say it's uh, not a very good day,
1: our, I, 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 you, you, you mean it's raining. It's,
4: yeah, it's raining. Yeah, it's raining. You, you mean, it mean it's raining, it's right? Rain. No, it's a little bit, but it's cold. The temperature is like in the 60s. We don't
1: do 60s, oh, 60s in Florida. Oh, 60s you are complaining? is and your <laughs> <laughs> we,
4: we we love our son <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: all right so we uh, did you you showed you, you wanted to throw in one cent here uh on this land issue actually. uh any comments before we move on the
4: the, the land issue for me is directly tied to our our poverty levels that's why uh the only thing to look at so it is government because if the, I hold even the chiefs and they are starving today and the China, Chinese person comes in with, or even any person, uh, could be foreign or could be local, comes in with any amount of money, they will willingly, because when you are hungry today, you, your eyes are fixed on fixing your hunger today mm. at the expense of tomorrow. So that's why mm. the land issue, government cannot be supported. Government should be at the forefront of preserving land. Otherwise, for individuals, we'll look at, I, I have to eat today before I mm. consider what happens tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's a very critical point you make. That is, And that is the advantage the the Chinese uh, are taking. So we have to figure yeah. out, especially the members of the diaspora, we have to figure out, um, we've talked about this issue, Nassan. Uh, some people would say our people are poaching, they are, they are killing the game. Uh, but guess what? If the people have no food, what is the purpose of having that game? Um, it doesn't make any sense to them, you, you, you know. So the same with the, with the land. If tomorrow I have no food, tomorrow I need money to take my school, my kids to hospital, uh, to uh, good school, and someone offers me some money uh, to solve my short-term problem, I'll probably do that. So that is a very critical uh, point you make, Your Child. Uh, thank you uh, so much. Uh, let's talk about American politics uh, just a little bit here. I was wondering about, uh, about this, uh, Brother Warren. Um, keep it short. 126 members of the U.S. Uh, the US uh, the Congress, the, uh, Congress. Congress. Okay, someone is on either on speakerphone, so we can hear back, or either you are on the computer, then we can hear you back. So please mute your phone. Uh, 126 members of uh, GOP, they signed up for this lawsuit, which was rejected uh, yesterday. Of the 26, there is uh, Mike McCarthy there, who is supposed to be the next speaker. Remember, Brother Warren, how we said... The rejection of the votes in Pennsylvania, in um, Georgia, uh, in Michigan, they are targeting black people. And here is a, a a person who is supposed to be a speaker is saying black people's vote is not valid, should be invalidated. What is what what is your take? I I, I found it. I don't know. It. They should be excused that the the man Trump is um, intimidating them. Is Is that going to be enough excuse? But we have next person who's supposed to be a speaker saying the black vote should not count.
5: Well, I think that when we look at the actions of many of these Republican politicians, they're just playing politics. You see... The power, what they're afraid of, they're afraid of their constituents on the ground. And what I mean by they're afraid of them is they're afraid they won't vote, that they're so angry about Trump not winning the election that in future Republican elections, if they have not been on record for having supported or defended Donald Trump, then that constituency will not support them. And that's what they're doing. This is an act, you're like you're acting out a role, and it's only to be on record to say I joined the lawsuit to defend President Trump. I fought for President Trump because what those what those uh, Republican voters are saying on the ground, even with the Georgia election, is that they may not vote because it's so rigged and corrupt. So, in a sense, this also is this action by President Trump has also, in a sense, come back to harm the Republicans because many of their constituents may not come out to vote. So they're just playing a role. They're just acting this out for the future safeguard of the Republican seats that may be up for election, so their constituents will come out to vote for them.
7: Yeah, and and they have a bigger problem. (laughs) I agree with Brother Warren, but they have a bigger problem in that if their constituents won't come out and vote, and the younger black people are saying they're not going to vote, the system has a bigger problem because what's, what's happening is people are saying that the system is now invalid, right? In order for the system to be valid, there has to be participation, a certain amount of participation. And there are people that are saying on both sides the system is invalid. That's a very dangerous situation for the system,
1: it is. It is, and this is what Trump is, uh, is, is doing. Uh, but my, my, my main, main, main worry uh, was to find someone who is supposed to be speaker. Are they the sideline uh, in the uh, presidency or something, something like that who is standing up? They may worry, but worry uh, just about uh, their people not voting, but to that, uh, there is, to that other side, them agreeing that the black vote should not count. To me, that is the greatest injustice uh, this whole thing uh, is doing, and them following Trump. Maybe some of these people should. uh, Yeah.
5: Well, that that has always been the case, uh, uh, not wanting black people to vote. That goes back ever since uh, black men were given the right to vote after slavery uh What you have here, I think what you all are witnessing here is a continuation of a culture war in america and, and here 's the crux of here 's the crux of the culture war and see what they 've done uh so so neatly is the the conservative slash republican voters because conservatism in terms of your lifestyle beliefs is not just Republicans, you can be anything, but what they they equated conservatism with Republicanism. And what it says is if you're not on our side, you are not only a liberal and a Democrat, you are a socialist and a communist. Those are some severe terms of insult they try to use to label people who don't vote Republicans. And the culture the crux of the culture war was uh, a result of the the civil rights movement, where blacks not only gained uh, their civil rights by law in the vote, but also other groups like women, uh, homosexuals and stuff, they all acquired a fair amount of rights. And so the culture war, the conservative side wants to roll back these equal rights that many of these marginalized groups have attained. And so all of this political talk is just a cover for what this really is. So both sides want to win. So the conservative Republican side wants to win. And the presidential elections is just one of the things they're using. It's a culture war, which you guys are experiencing in America and it's been going on for at least over 40 years. And it is basically a reaction, a continuing reaction yeah. to civil rights.
4: I, I, I you, like, you like that. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead,
3: You see, I like what uh, Mr. Warren has said about using the term the cultural war. because. If you look at this thing critically, you you realize that the, the Republicans have got such a legalistic type of tendency where they even invoke God and the Bible in everything that they do. The point that I'm trying to raise here when I say a cultural war didn't they do that even in the longer time in the longest times ago when they did slavery? They used the word of God and the Bible. Yeah. We know that even yeah. apartheid South Africa they did that. The whites justified yeah. slavery using the word of God. And and you see, that even makes it and you want to make it look like if you are a democrat, you see there are people who think like that, that if you're a democrat, then you are not a you can't be a Christian and be a Democrat. And I always say to people, where does that come from? What makes you think that you are, the, you are the, a monopoly or a title hold to the, the the realms of what you call Christianity now, which has completely been distorted?
4: Completely
3: been yeah. distorted. You see? It, yeah. I mean, these people have just completely thrown... Wh- wh- the worship of God into complete disarray, muddled it with yeah. their political convictions and made it look like God is in everything they are doing. This is the joke that I wanted to say when we were talking to Dr. Da Costa. Sorry, guys, the angels in Africa are busy protecting us, uh, the people there from coronavirus. They have no time to come and turn around your elections.
4: <laughs> Okay, okay.
5: Can I I, Uh, I add something?
1: Let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on. But but I I like uh, what Brother Warren is here. uh, Wait, can I add something real quickly
5: to that? uh, Okay, go ahead, very quickly. Real quick, I just want to say these these were the targets, these were the targets of the culture war uh, by people who called themselves conservatives and then became Republicans. Number one was black people and affirmative action. That was a target. Number two, black people's voting rights protection. That was a target. Number three, the control of women, particularly white women, that's the crux of the abortion argument. The concern that white women are killing future white babies, depleting the white population. See, that's what all of that's about. Uh, and yeah. then the, then later it, become, later it becomes, uh, you know, uh, LGB rights and same-sex marriages recently added to the target. But that's the culture war. The The issue of black females getting abortion is being used to to get black allies with whites with the issue of abortion. But these same whites don't care about black people's lives. They call black people who are killed by the police, they call them thugs. This is a, um, anti-abortion is about white babies being killed and white people are concerned about their decrease in population.
1: <laughs> Very true. And uh, therefore, the killing of black, uh, black people by the states like where Nathan is, Texas yeah. and are these right. other states which kill uh, black people yeah. uh, is, is, that, is that in that category. Um, yeah, someone mentioned my
6: name there. Yeah, yeah, so I just wanted just to add up to the conversation. Yeah, so this is what is documented in the book that I mentioned even in the previous show, the birth death. Everything that you're talking about in terms of why not producing as much babies compared to the Latinos, the Africans, was documented in 1987. So it's time that we're catching up now. And also In 1859, when The Origin of Species came out, the book which was done by Charles Darwin, the original title of the book is actually The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or The Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. So the question is, which are the favored races? So when Darwin's book came out in 1859, it put on the justification from a scientific perspective, on this race issue. And when you look at the Constitution, it does not even mention black people. Recently in Germany, I think there was some unrest where the German people were getting taken to the streets shouting, we the people. Of course, that's part of the preamble for the American Constitution, is we the people. When, they, when you have a statement like that, it means others are not the people. Mm. So when you look at the justification from uh, uh, Darwin's book, which is sort of used by the scientific community, and the Christians, the evangelical, they use some scriptures in the Bible, say, vans, obey your masters, and things like that. So my point here is if we read most of the books that have been put out there, you'll find that the discussion we're having today was actually outlined a long time ago. So, again, I'm encouraging people to read the book, The Best Death. Thank you.
4: There's only two ways
9: to win a fight. You can bring your opponent to submission,
5: or your opponent can bring you to exhaustion. Submission, think Germany and Japan in 1945. Exhaustion, think of the United States and Vietnam in 1975. We cannot become exhausted in this fight, or we will lose the country and American democracy.
1: In Mexico, uh, who knows the president of Mexico here? Dr. Dr. Casson, do you know the president of Mexico?
9: No. No, not the president. Yeah, current I know.
1: I saw guy. the name there, some Carlos guy. I saw the name
8: there.
1: Yeah. Okay, someone's phone uh, keeps giving us uh, feedback, if it's on loudspeaker, maybe. Yeah, so so this Carlos guy is also complaining, like uh, the Zambians uh, are complaining about their copper. He says, the Mexican president said the mining companies cannot refuse to pay taxes. I repeat that. Uh, the Mexican president, please... Um, um, upgrade your your social studies, Your your civics? Uh, Google him and find out the the name uh, Trudeau here in Canada, uh, and then of course the outgoing Trump. You should know the Mexican president if you're on radio every day. He says uh, mining companies cannot refuse to pay taxes. <laughs> um, I connect this one, Lucas like from yeah. last week's discussion, you were not here. We were talking about Ghana and Ivory Coast uh, on their fight for a fair price uh, on cocoa. Mm-hmm. They call it cocoa in West Africa. Uh, in mm-hmm. North America, maybe we call it cocoa. Or is it Zambian mm-hmm. cocoa? Yeah.
5: Um, There's
1: the, a the, the, the fight there in Western Africa, West Africa, uh, for a mm-hmm. fair price. Uh, cocoa is a 100 billion industry. And the farmers mm-hmm. only get six billion worldwide. Mm-hmm. The the mm-hmm. farmers, but here we are. We have the Mexicans. Uh, they are the same cries as Zambia.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: Question is all over the world. All these crying baby people. Why can't they sit together and come up with an arrangement to 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 to, to, to fight? That's why I played that. Uh, I'm sure people didn't hear it. That's why I played that, winning, winning, winning the fight. Because uh, last week, I think the conclusion was that we can't win because these people are just too powerful. Um, but we, ca- we cannot continue uh, like that. The mining companies in Mexico are complaining, in Chile are complaining, in Zambia are complaining, in Australia, they even tried, they are complaining. Why can't they come together? And win,
9: Yeah, I think the the, the winning aspect uh, should be uh, streamlined with the um, with the structure of the global economy, uh, because you know the mining companies are multinational companies. Multinational companies have, have, have uh, resources and power that can even exceed the government because they have a. A place in the market where those uh, uh, minerals are sold and they are a a significant part a constituency uh, that also determines the prices at which you're going to sell those things yeah I think we should take uh, we should separate each issue and see what uh, the main uh, problems are for example in our case in Zambia uh, you know um, I am NOT for the idea of using the method, the the route of tax to um, uh, to get something out of the mine. Uh, what I think should be done in our case is to restructure the the, the ownership, uh, where yes. uh, govern, government and the people must have a stake in the mines. That's the first step, and then the second step is on the high-end industries to, um, uh, to try and create new industries uh, out of the mine. Uh, for example, processing the copper right there at home uh, means you create new companies uh, with a, even a bigger stake by the people and by the government. So, so that way, alongside the value chain, we are getting not only money, we are getting jobs, and we are getting the necessary forex to be able to remain as a country uh, functioning in the global economy and not having the currency deteriorating every month, every year, and year on and year on. That is the way I think we can uh, try and resolve uh, the Zambian problem, is to negotiate with multinationals and through the creation of laws. Instead of going to parliament uh, to create a said term, they can go to parliament <laughs> to increase the stake in the mines. Uh, yeah. And that 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 will have a, a, a grand and bigger benefit on the people. Tax is very tricky, let's, let's, uh, attack, uh,
1: let's attack that, that one. Uh, let's begin mm. with the structure of uh, ownership workers like, like also. We, we tried mm. as the nationals uh, in Zambia, oh, all these companies should go. But we failed because of our balance sheets could not support the expensive uh, operations of of, of of the mines. Uh, so we mm-hmm. can structure all we want. We can structure. But where are we going mm-hmm. to raise uh, the necessary uh, oh, no, capital exactly. to run uh, the mines? That, that was yeah, the problem.
9: Uh, yeah, actually, the, that is a very important way to approach the problem, because you don't try to swallow more than you can bite.
6: Mm-hmm. We don't
9: go there to take over the mines. No. And nobody will let you take over the mines. And if you try to go there and take over the mines, they will just shut the market for that type of industry and it will just stay there and the people will exactly. get nothing out of it. So what is my question? Be, yes. What, what we have to do is is get uh, a significant, uh get, get significant shares. Significant shares and also create laws to to external to create new industries out of that. That That is the way we get a bigger share out of it, uh, through negotiation and n- not through taxes. Tax is, is a calculation. Loose some tax. You know, when you impose a tax, there are other loopholes within the tax code that the companies will find. So that the money you're supposed to collect oh, yeah. this year, you collect it in mm-hmm. five years. Yeah, so you don't bank mm. on taxes. It's a very outdated method. Yeah, good point there, Roger Bacazonzo. uh Here's what I'll
3: say. The, the question I always ask the professor is why did the CCM fail, okay? Why did the CCM fail? My other argument is this, and this is where we we can have our, uh, uh, what do you call it? This is where we can probably get Mr. Warren and Patrick's comment to speak to why Africa or black people don't stand together. You've heard me say many times on this on this show. Even there was a comment on social media where I said Africa doesn't need America. We can collaborate, but the problem is we are 99% dependent on Western countries. Don't you think if we learn to do business amongst ourselves, we'll solve this problem? Those that, that, that are the things that we are supposed to be looking at. Why am I looking to sell stuff to America or China, Roger? Why can't I sell it to Nigeria or Egypt or Ethiopia? Why am I looking to sell outside Africa? The, what's the population of Africa? 1.2 billion? Something like that? Uh-huh. and very young population, by the that, way. That's a very big market. Why are you saying things? To be, do you see, it's our mindset. Why did ZCCM fail, Rakasongso? Why did ZCCM fail?
9: ZCCM failed. Uh, I think, thank you for that question. Uh, let me, let me uh, a small hole on the argument that we can start doing business among ourselves. If you go into the main players in each of our economies, the NMC's still are the main players, even if we go to try to do business amongst ourselves. This CCM failed. Uh, a, a lot of it is because, uh, you know, it, it was um, poorly run. Uh, the, the method of managing the, the companies was very poor. And this CCM also failed because of over-dependence on its revenues for nearly everything, including BOLA you know everything had to be funded from that and there education too everything healthcare yes, uh-huh. yeah. yes. over dependence on the revenues of that that is part of the failure of the system and also part of the failure of the system has to do with um uh, you know the lack of research and development you if you remember very well they told us that many of the mines in the zambia they were going to run out of copper but these multinational companies, once they came in using R&D, those mines are still producing copper. And, and we haven't yes. have not a mine that has run out of copper. And, so they, we didn't and have they started a new mine in, in Sulawesi
3: and the, in uh-huh. those areas. Yes. Yeah,
9: yeah. So we lacked R&D, investment in research and development, uh, cutting-edge research and development. That's part of the failure of the CCM, over-dependence on its revenues, an unsustainable yeah. business model, and, and, and all those factors. So, but we have an opportunity as a country. We can do correcting, but it's not going to be wholesale correction. piecemeal correction and, and, and very carefully calibrated public policy from the point of view of the state and also how the state chooses to negotiate with the people who come to do business in and with Zambia.
1: You you see, Dr. Kassonso, this is why uh, uh, Nathan's point is very critical here. Uh, Mm -hmm. You said uh, multinational companies have have the power. Uh, But guess what? China Mm -hmm. is winning, and China is existing in the same ecosystem where these uh, multinationals are. And China Mm -hmm. is making uh, the the rules for everybody to follow. Uh, Nathan makes a, a big point. If Africa can get together with their, uh, I don't know, what are they calling it, the free trade, free trade area, South Africa is just about to pass uh, uh, the law about uh, opening the borders uh, to everyone. The 1.2 billion market of black people in Africa, we can begin to make the shots. But as it is, little Zambia wants to, to, to shout at New York Stock Exchange, excuse me, how many billions again do all the, the international community, and how, how much money is the New York Stock Exchange uh, 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 worth? You can't fight this fight alone. So is Congo. So is, 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 is Angola. We are in billions. And one individual uh, probably can beat us. Oh, is it the owner Facebook or is it Bloomberg? One individual can beat us. The question lies yeah, into Africa. Africa yeah. coming together. Yeah. That is where yeah, the
9: problem is. Well, well, I, 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 I like to. I don't want us to miss when we talk about the power of NMCs, uh, Mount National Companies. Some of them are even Chinese. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that these market, there are products we can sell among each other, Africa to Africa. But some of the critical products, for example, in Zambia we produce copper. Which African country would buy copper at a competitive price? And which copper are we going to sell to them when that copper is in the hands of a multinational company that determines where it sells? Those, you know, when we talk about other countries, for example, uh, let's look at the uh, uh, Angolan economy. In the Angolan economy, what proportion of investment are multinational companies? So even if we say we're going to do business with Angola, it is the NMC's in our country with the NMC's in the other country. So we, we, we always have to be mindful of this elephant in the room, the global economy, these multinational companies, and their effects and policies and their power. So we have to learn to work with them. There is an elephant in the room, and it's them. Yes, I I, I, I like the point of we need to learn to work with
3: them. The problem is we need to be able to have a strong and bold position to negotiate, not just to let them do whatever they
2: want. That's a problem
3: that I have. And you see, here's the thing, the other thing with, uh, and then I'll let uh, Brother Warren come in here. Roger, here's the other problem we have as African leaders or African people. Our priorities are mixed up. Last time somebody asked a question and said, "What is the importance of uh, uh, coming to the U n uh, General Assembly meeting?" I always wonder what things are achieved and what resolutions they come up there that really help our countries, except put a huge expense burden on our economy. If I was a bold, courageous leader, you know what I'll do, Patrick. I would say, hey guys, the next two years I'm attending virtually that UN General Assembly of yours. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just attend it virtually. Isn't that what they did this year? So what
1: did they miss this year? What goes on the previous <laughs> year? <laughs> they missed things, dancing in the, in the, house, of, in the shopping, house of New York.
4: Shopping yeah. in New <laughs> York <laughs> the expensive store. Yeah.
1: yeah.
4: You know, you know um. In, in my uh, my observation, at the end of the day, these companies, the multinational companies, and everybody that comes them to invest in Africa, who just extract the gold and everything, they have their secret at. And until we figure out the way, it's going to take sacrifice to turn the boat around. There's going to be a period we're going to have to say, okay, for the next ten years, we have to accept the things they are giving us. There's going to be some serious hardship but we have to go through because on the other end, they are going to turn around and have to come and get what we need. If everyone is coming to Africa for minerals and for raw materials and everything, how, the, the only question is, how much of a price are we willing to pay to bring them our resources to a place where they are willing to come and negotiate at the table? If we are not willing to make sacrifices, they will always be paid because, again, we are looking at teaching today. And we don't care at what expense, because mm-hmm. these guys are not going to give
8: us favorable terms. Their
4: terms
5: will always. Yeah, so I like have to. So we have uh, some serious uh, things do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay, like about, to do. Yeah, I
5: like yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I want to commit myself to doing <coughs> is <coughs> we have a continental body set up called the African Union, and the African Union has six regions. The African diaspora is the sixth region, so I've already been included in the African continental body. You see what I'm saying? And I would like to make the African Union uh, uh, more active. And how 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 could I do that? I want to establish African Union clubs in North America, and where we make recommendations. On how to improve. Faith. See, we know that, we know what the problems are, and the criticism, the criticism of all of our leaders is not going to help. What we have, we are held in bondage by ideologies that many of us who have been educated in school we are afraid to cross. We are afraid to cross these ideological boundaries. We've been educated into that's why we don't see action and momentum going like it should, because people are afraid. The bureaucrats in the African union are educated, but they are afraid to promote something different than what the Western countries in the U S want them to advocate because they're getting a lot of funding from them. And we've got to confront that. Here And that's why another thing, these African countries, the various political parties, have alliances with particular multinational corporations and countries. That's why it's a good thing that the Ethiopian government has removed the TPLF from influence because the TPLF has been responsible for a lot of instability in the Horn of Africa and their relationship with the United States. And I understand the TPLF may have been giving arms to El Shabaab in Somalia. So these little special political groups in these countries make alliances with these M what is that? Uh, MNCs to create wealth for themselves individually at the expense of their own country. But we have to try to inject from an outside activism standpoint relevance of the African Union?
1: project. That African Roger, Union
4: can I can I talk Yeah, Dr. Genshin, I, I had you to answer
1: that, uh, that comment. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, you know what? Uh, Warren has uh, hit it on the nail there. Lately, I've mm-hmm. um, been very, very active in the diaspora network vis-a-vis um, vis- vis the African Diaspora Institute, which we all know uh, Dr. Arikana has been preaching about. We are in a very serious formative stage where we are organizing ourselves as diaspora, various fields of expertise, coming together, lawyers, uh, legal minds, engineers, doctors, and all, that we're forming groups because we've realized that actually the answer to Africa's problems is not African government. It's not our African leaders that are going to change the narrative about our continent. It will be the private sector. Now that Africa has come together through the African free trade area, there is going to be opportunity for the private sector to grow exponentially. But guess what? Going back to what uh, Vakasons was talking about, uh, multinationals, corporations, guess what? They are lining up, too. They are planning as we speak, as we are here on radio uh, lamenting about this and that. They are on the drawing <laughs> board, mapping out Africa in its entirely and how they're just going to grow like what that. Same applies to the, the, the Chinese. And guess who's missing in action? It's you and me. Why? Because yeah. we, we think small. We think. Where Roger is saying, I've bought land in Kasempa, and he's happy about that. Right? <laughs> and yeah. an individual. He thinks, he thinks he's secure, he, he's smart, he's. He, he are missing the. Guess what? If, 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 if we have a thousand Rogers, with a thousand dollars, we have one million dollars. What we lack is organization. It's easy to have the money. We can get bonds, five hundred million dollar bonds. We can actually own mines in Africa. And guess what? African governments are ready to accept as diaspora. But the, the, the reason they are speaking to the multinationals is because they're the only ones with the the, the, the funding, the money, the expertise. But we have reached a point as, as African diaspora where I can tell you that we have expertise literally in every aspect of human life. Every area, we have experts. If we put, to, put together, Nigerians, Ghanaians, we have in every sector experts. Some experts are even smarter than the white boys. Yeah. So, but the problem is divide and rule. We are meant to, I think, uh, I think it was uh, Nathan who said it, it's a, a mind issue. We are enslaved in thinking small. We feel defeated. We feel we can't do it because they'll come and do that and that. I'll tell you, my brothers and sisters, the future of Africa lies in the diaspora. And this is why, because it's the diaspora private sector that has the money. Your brother and my brother in Zambia is stuck. He has no capacity to recruit enough money. He may have the knowledge. Some of them are engineers. We've been sending engineers to to the UK and elsewhere for donkey years. We could run our own mines. And you're telling me, oh, why did the CCM fail? Because that was a government institution. That was a uh, quasi-government institution. Uh, 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 it, it was a parastato, and we all know how inefficient parastetos are. We know the nepotism. We know the appointments were political. We know how governments interfere, grab money when the parastato is making profits. You know. So guys, let us now start acting instead of just complaining and talking here. You know. Stop the contemporary mentality. That four thousand yeah. dollars you've invested, if if. If, if, if a 1,000 people invested that $4,000, you already have a $4 million. You know? So, yeah. guys, we, we should start thinking of organizing ourselves. We have technology now. I don't have to know every Jack and Jim. Now I can go to databases and find out who's the expert in this field. How many are we? Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you that that's what ABI is doing. <laughs> we speak. And we have project management going on. We are talking with governments, and governments are very open and are willing to even give land and, and give uh, mine to you. If you're sure you can do it, they'll give it to you. Yeah. Thank you.
7: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with, with those statements. And right now, the future of Africa, he says, lie in the diaspora. Right now, that's a theory and what we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be making it a reality, a fact. Yes. Um, yes. And as far as land is concerned, first the plan, then the land. That's my statement. <laughs> okay. First the plan and the,
1: and the land. I think from one, today uh, onwards, uh, Brother Warren, I'll start uh, my thinking, will not uh, think about 4,000 again. I'll be thinking in uh, a million and going upwards.
7: Yeah. So any yeah. investment
1: yeah. I want to talk about, yeah. I'll talk about yeah. a million. But and yeah. you and I are supposed yeah. to be doing a show, your Sunday shows, uh, where we, yeah. need we need to start attacking, attacking in, a in a good way the African-American diaspora to be part of what Dr. Kajira is saying. We invite people like him, uh, Dr. Arikana l- like him, they start to, to listen to these people. We need that connection, like yesterday.
5: Mm-hmm. 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 Right, right, right,
1: right, right. Yeah. And Brother Patrick keeps saying we need to plan. We need to to plan. Definitely. we need. Uh, we, I, I we need also
5: want to say, I want to say this real quickly too, A lot of the ideas with uh, buying land and all that, some of that stuff has to be done quietly within organized uh, network groups in terms of discussions. Uh, A lot of things we just can't broadcast and advertise to the whole world uh, because people are definitely looking at this as a chess game. But um, that's that's why I want to create African Union support clubs throughout North America and these would be clubs okay. that inform people in your local community about what the African Union is supposed to be doing, what it's doing, and lobbying the African Union as a sixth region for influence and input uh, in African Union affairs in their general assemblies.
1: So, uh, what I'm trying to say, Brother Warren, is that instead, probably, of um, creating all separate entities. A uh, support clubs, which I like uh, support, support clubs. Uh, if you heard what Dr. Kajila said it's here, uh, it's here in North America, in the diaspora, uh, the the sixth uh, province you are talking about of the diaspora is already underway. There is uh, a database. Yes.
8: Yep. So
1: an idea like yours, uh, we just have to find where. Uh, instead of you uh, maybe recreating, starting something, something new. There is something which is already has some oil in it. It's already moving. Uh, if you okay. know what I mean, it's already moving. Let's find a way of um, uh, coming together to say w- 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 where can we, uh, in, the, in the chess game, uh, w- where can we play a, a, a part? It's very, very critical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now I need Dr. kajira here because uh, uh, I need an injection. I need the the vaccine but uh, number 1 I have allergies which uh, yes. have, have reacted before and then number 2 uh, Dr. da Costa talked about it uh, the conspiracy in our community is huge massive uh, what the white man wants to do uh, with this vaccine in the in the black community um Away from the allergies, Dr. Kajira, should our community be in the forefront to get the vaccine?
2: Well, um, <clears throat> the forefront, uh, I think I'll start with that statement. Should they be in the forefront? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think uh, you could hear from, from uh, Chris's very, very eloquent um at, uh, at the educational session, that uh, sure. this whole thing is still evolving. We still have a lot of challenges uh, before we dive in head first. Uh, they need to resolve uh, the, the, the issue of uh, storage of these vaccines. Uh, how do we they deliver it to Africa in a safe way? Because if there's any break in that uh, value chain, uh, we could be giving our people uh, half-baked stuff or maybe stuff that is not even worth it, worth millions of dollars, or potential uh, danger, uh, health uh, risk to our people. So um, I think I'll answer it this way, that when the vaccine has been properly uh, ironed out in all facets, not as, they've ironed out the fact that it works, so that's welcome, 95%. Uh, effectiveness is really good. Um, they've, they've worked that out. But now it's a matter of convincing the people that one, it's going to be safely delivered to them. I think that's important. That will yeah. safely deliver it to them and that it's of top quality and that it's the same quality as the one that's going to be given to American citizens and, 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 and British and, and, and so on, um, but before I can tell my people, yeah, at least I recommend this, because my first allegiance is to my patient, and I need to be convinced myself as a doctor that all these things that we've talked about uh, have been addressed before we just say take the vaccine. But if you tell me, one, it's been... Uh, stored safely, being delivered safely. Uh, yes, I think we will. And by the way, whether we like it or not, we'll be forced in one way or other to start exactly. taking the vaccine. If exactly. we, like you said, if we're going to travel, they'll need the certificate to show you you've, you've had the vaccine. And uh, who knows, maybe even when you are applying for a loan, a bank loan, they'll say, where's your vaccine? <laughs> Governments have a way they can twist It's their people in doing something because they can attach essential things to to an objective. And guess what? In healthcare, public health, I think Noah will attest to that uh, probably is more versed with public health than I am. But he will attest to that when it comes to a disease that affects the community, the individual rights have to be waived. If a disease the is a life. Your individual right gets weighed. You can say me, I don't want because that but if it's important that the safety of the whole population is at stake, that you get it, they'll do everything possible to ensure that it's done. They can even put it in the law so that if you go against it it's going to be uh, unlawful. So in, in short, I would say that um, I'm watching very carefully. Will I uh-huh. be the first one on the queue to get this thing? Uh, no, absolutely not. I'll continue uh, wearing my mask and, watch and all that until I see what the trends are. Then I'll jump in. But uh, uh, but if I was in the front line uh, looking after COVID patients, I think that's a different ballgame. I think there you, you say, look, what's the risk-benefit ratio here? Uh, if the risk-benefit yeah. ratio is in favor that I take it, I'll take it. And yeah, uh, regarding I have a the, the, the reactions, <laughs> yeah, the reactions are because the vaccines have uh, several components in them.
9: Uh, there's mm-hmm. the immo-
2: I- I- immunogen itself, the antigen, preservatives, adjuvants, and so on. Uh, even antibiotics sometimes are embedded. So, Aluminium, somebody was talking about aluminium the other day. So, all these things you can have an allergic reaction to. But it's the same with any other drug, right? Right. So, I don't think the allergy story should be the main issue that should prevent people from taking it.
5: Also, if you go on CNN's website right now, they have a, a, I think the headline story gives you updates about the, 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 the vaccine. The CDC committee has to make a vote today or tomorrow. And then it's just an interesting informative article right on senior's website. When you go on there, I think the headline uh, story there and it gives you the steps that they're going to go about who gets in line first, who gets it first. And of course uh, elderly and in in hospitals and homes and uh, healthcare workers will come first and that, and they got different phases they say it. So it may be, several months before it comes to us, and by that time, we would have yes. had more information about people's reactions. Yes. And in fact, that, that, that approach can be
2: that approach can even be questioned, too. The elderly, the, most of the elderly live in homes and so on. The, some have one year to live, two years to live, um, and they're, they're not active in the economic environment of the country. So I, I personally am I'm questioning that approach. What? Yes, the, the young uh, caregivers to the elderly. Maybe those I would target. I would definitely target those who are productive in the economies of the world, so that we get the kickstart these economies and, and get people working, uh, rather than going the other way around, going for the elderly who already majority of them are isolated anyway. Uh, the they, their lifespan is very short. They have come uh, almost on the verge of dying. You're starting with those. I mean, what's the value talking, of that
1: vaccine?
2: Talking anyway. about
1: conspiracies, yeah, uh, Doctor Kajira. That's what uh, a certain lady told me yesterday in the store. This vi- this virus is uh, it just it was brought here to kill the the, the elderly because our healthcare system. Uh, we will not be able to deal with all of us. It is actually just to kill us, uh, we the, the the elder. And she was very serious about it. And
3: well, on, those <laughs> lines, on those lines,
4: Roger, here's
3: the, here's the other problem that I have with this, okay? Number one, obviously we all know that a lot of political proliferation and influence has put a dark cloud on this. My argument is, like Doctor Kajira said, yes. we are going to put measures in place which will leave no option for you but to take it. But yes. if you want me to produce, if you want me to produce the proof of getting a vaccine, I know where to get one without getting a vaccine. That's a joke. Okay, I can find a certificate <laughs> without getting a vaccine. From my turn, <laughs> <of course. laughs> I know where to get a certificate. Don't hold me on that. Number two, I'm just joking. In some people come knocking on my door and said, you said this on the radio. Number two, the problem I have with this is this. Okay? If you fail to mandate a mask, please don't mandate a vaccine. That's hypocrisy. Okay? You know the fight that is going on on people wearing a mask. In my opinion, mm. if you mandate a vaccine, That's double standards. That's just my position.
8: Hmm. uh, Right there
1: lies uh, the problem with our modern world uh, we we are living in. When polio came, Mm -hmm. they just said there's a problem here. Everyone gets vaccinated at best, and everyone was uh, doing it. Uh, The modern-day world, with Facebook and everything going on, (laughs) it is going to be a very, very complicated exercise to accomplish. I I see it it already.
9: It's going to be tough. uh, Roger, when the vaccine vaccine comes, uh, I would err on the side of just taking it. You know, welcome to the human race uh conspiracies uh are here to stay, and that's the way we have always lived as human beings and you know uh and you know if you you look at even our past election uh there are still people first just this past election there are still people who believe that they won even if they lost you know that <laughs> thats the human race. and they are serious millions also so yeah. I think I would apply the, the wisdom from Lambaland because when the government tries to implement it, you will see companies come on and say, oh, you cannot get on an aeroplane until you, unless you have your vaccination report. You can't, so, you can't come oh. to work until you bring the certificate. You can't come to work until you're vaccinated because yeah. everybody else will be afraid of you. So. The vaccine is not a bad thing. It's not a terrible thing. The vaccine is here to help us. It is not here to kill the elderly.
1: They have the a few vaccine, days the vaccine yeah. is here to help
9: yeah. us. I'll I, I, I post that. To that. Not to kill us. Even mm-hmm. the elderly, even if they are afraid, how many days do they have left? So the, I agree with the contribution that says the, the focus, uh, uh, the primary group should not necessarily be the elderly. Uh, but, you see, we also have to go down to the just the real value of life, you know. Uh, you know, if people only have a few years sure. to live and they want those years to be lived, nevertheless, it, it shows us how life is priceless and is important. The vaccine is going to help us and not, uh, not hurt
5: us. Well, I think a question that goes through my mind with the vaccines how different will each region of the world be inoculated with aspects of the medicine? And could some of the medicine possibly have elements that make people sterile in certain other parts of the world? That's just something to think about, you see. I mean, it's just something to think about. It may not kill you. It may not kill you, but there's a possibility Large of populations in Africa, in Asia, or Latin America could be sterile, and it comes out. It comes out five years, ten years later.
1: Now <laughs> 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 that, that's
2: the concern. <laughs> <laughs> and those <and laughs> are the
1: <laughs> things that Takasasa is talking about. We we have to deal with, uh, <laughs> and they're out there. Uh, the vaccine is there, uh, is here to make. Um, the black people impotent so that they don't produce any more children uh, so that the the, the white race oh, hold on, the white race can oh, hold on you gotta say yeah. that
7: in context you have to say that in uh, context because that did happen <laughs> in Africa you, that did happen in Africa they did sterilize a bunch of uh, uh, girls was it was in Kenya and it was another country and they tested the vaccine and found there was a sterilant in it in that batch of virus. so yes it may be a conspiracy theory but you have to put it in context of history and what has happened back
5: and that's what the Israelis that's what the Israelis would join to the Ethiopian Jews the women there they were actually sterilize sterilizing them so it, the, the conspiracy theories with many people is based on actual continuing
8: issues mm-hmm. that have been
5: resolved, mm-hmm. other people's conspiracy theories may be far-fetched, but many other people's uh, yes. beliefs and concerns are based off practices, yes. ethical issues that haven't been resolved in medicine.
2: Exactly. And, and that question was asked in, uh, w- during Chris's presentation. I actually asked him whether there are any safeguards to make sure that uh, our people are getting the right vaccines as we are getting anywhere else. So that's definitely something that, that needs to
9: be looked into.
1: Dr. Kajira, f- finally, uh, when I look at this problem, okay, with our, uh, with our skeptics, what I'm not saying, like uh, Dr. Da Costa was saying, is we, the black people, we, the black countries, we as a continent, be proactive in developing vaccines which will be suitable for us. We are seated in Lusaka. We are waiting for that vaccine to be approved in Belgium, in London, in New York. That's right. We are not being a proactive to produce something which is going to be suitable uh, to us. And there lies the problem. Well... Well, we first need to develop our
2: economies. Uh, we've, uh, it takes us back to what we were talking about. Uh, we need mm-hmm. to develop our economies so that we have the financial muscle to to actually develop um, these companies dedicated solely to development of vaccines and other healthcare, you know, um, solutions. Um, and I, I'm a believer that we should look for indigenous solutions for indigenous problems. Um, if you look at the study uh, that Pfizer carried out, the number of black people in that study is very small. Um, but part of it could be that um, us as black people don't like to, to volunteer as, as, uh, <laughs> as, uh, as, as, as... Don't volunteer, volunteer for it Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. As guinea
2: pigs, we don't want to do that, so... Um, And and it applies to many drugs, actually. Um, The the common medications that we prescribe, if you look at the studies, they've all been done in other countries, and we just uh, by faith take it to Africa and African studies. Until uh, studies are done, like uh, I always use the example of AC inhibitors, Uh, AC inhibitors are uh, one of the most important drugs in the cardiovascular uh, realm in terms of prevention of cardiovascular disease, treatment of hypertension and heart failure. But we didn't know that it doesn't work well in black people for hypertension when you use it on its own. It works perfect for other races but not blacks until a study was done in the U.S., um, which actually shown, showed that it was ineffective. and So, so we have we have to use a diuretic in order to use the the inhibitor because there's some difference in our genetic makeup in terms of uh, how we handle uh, the renin angiotensin system. So anyway, so it's important that we have representation as black mm-hmm. people in these things. Otherwise, we are just recipients mm-hmm. of everything. We we get dumped yeah. on a lot because we are not players, major players in in decision making. And I think that's where we need to put together, all of us, to start looking for solutions or making us become players, sitting on the table with the others and making decisions. And, And as long as we don't do that, we'll keep living with conspiracy theories based on history quite all right, but we need to change it. We need to change it.
1: Okay, we started with uh, China there. Uh, China, uh, China uh, runs out of land. Their eyes are focused on Africa. Uh, Dr. Gajira says we need to start thinking big if we have to uh, possess the land as, as, as it were. Uh, so w- when they are done with their land, uh, there will be war. Uh, somebody wrote a book how that Africa will be the only continent with fresh, fresh water. Uh, so we have both the land and fresh water. We need uh, uh, something uh, done. Then we went to Mexico. Mexico, like all other countries, complaining about the mining companies paying taxes. Um, Again, the question of us being big uh, 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 comes in. Uh, We discussed members of uh, the GOP uh, who want to defranchise uh, the the black people. This uh, sometimes may be a cover-up for uh, their I don't know what Brother Warren, the way he explains it, uh, but uh, it is all about black people should, should never vote, and uh, the white man, I think, should be in control. Um, the last story, Nathan, we are, we are even done here, uh, I don't know if it's a sad story, I should say, is uh, of the African-Irish children uh, who were born in uh, Ireland in the city. In the mm. 60s and 80s, uh, these children were mm. born uh, from African fathers uh, who went to Ireland. I was laughing, mm. I was laughing Dr. Kajira, how women, we, we don't just want, you go for education there, you want to start doing something else uh, instead of uh, paying attention to <laughs> education. So they left a lot of children yes. uh, yeah, in, 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 in Ireland. The unfortunate part, Mm. a lot of these children have failed to trace uh, their ancestors uh, back in uh, in, in Africa. This is very, very unfortunate. I read a story. One of the girls there, she's been told, Nathan, the father comes from Zambia. He came from Zambia in 1974. I sent her a message. I assured her if there is something we can do as a team. We are going to uh, to help, but reading the story, of the you can tell a lot of people are in pain, um, in search, in search of their of of their of their of their parents.
3: I, I I I think the mothers to those kids are not being very genuine with them. They have some information. That's what I would say.
1: Um, page. a good point you make there. If you read the story on my Facebook page, there uh, in Ireland, uh, because of their religion. Uh, the, 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 it was uh, called uh, uh, one-way adoption, something like that, where um, when you are adopted as a kid, you should not know mm-hmm. anything about your mom. Your mom disappears in your mm-hmm. in your history, so you lose both your mother and your your, your dad. So your that dad. is how bad uh, it is. Yeah. But one of the guys who found his dad in uh, South Africa, one of uh, uh, the men who found, it was his mom, like you're saying, who who took him to, they found the mother. And they explained to him uh, where the the dad was coming from. Uh, All along, all he knew was he was, um, his dad was from Nigeria. But he was told, no, he actually comes from, uh, he came from South Africa. And he he even uh, connected with with the family. The dad died some time ago, but he has since connected with uh, with the family. So, yeah. So it's not really the mothers. It was the religion part of the Catholic religion. People, it was shameful uh, for you to have uh, mixed children. Then Uh, they Uh were uh, grabbed away and they were raised into some very weird uh, conditions. So it was not easy. So, gentlemen, uh, brother Warren, are you having a show tomorrow?
5: Uh, I'm having a show on Thursday. I'm talking to some black people who work with the USDA about uh, the appointment of Biden, of VILSEC, who was the Secretary of Agriculture under O'Biden, but there were a lot of unresolved issues as it relates to black farmers and employees of the United. the United States Department of Agriculture's budget comes right after the military budget. They call that the last plantation because of a lot of the racist hostility that exists by the employees of the USDA and that black farmers still experience at the hands of the United States Department of Agriculture by not getting loans and so on and so forth.
1: So, and what is your radio card?
5: My show is called New Orleans Wake Up. New Orleans uh, wake up. So
1: on Thursday what uh,
5: and, and you can just Google that with Block Talk Radio to get the show page to listen to previous archive shows.
1: Yeah, that that, that, that that that's right. So you don't have a sixty day you have your shows?
5: Uh Thursdays and Saturdays or Sundays. It depends on when my guests are available. I like to have guests for my shows. that don't okay. do yeah, I know, about. I know. The
1: the guests for Block Talk Radio uh, sometimes. Uh, yeah. Okay, gentlemen, and uh, our listeners are online. That was your show. Until next uh, Saturday, at the same time. Have a good weekend, everyone.